Hello, my name is Cynthia, and welcome to the latest episode of Getting Your Together, a podcast where we discuss what it's like to get it all the way together, or at least attempt to, one day at a time. Hello, all. Today's topic is going to be around how do you determine if you have a problem or not? I can only speak for drinking, but it can be applied to anything that you may be struggling with. I just want to say like one thing about this podcast is while this is about me just being sober and life and things like that, and I have struggles with drinking, I know plenty of people or have known plenty of people that have had different issues with struggle or different struggles with various things, whether it's food or other hard drugs or gambling or sex. And honestly, usually when it comes to addiction, it's never just one clear one, which I find interesting. There's usually a couple that if you, once you start going down the path of really figuring your stuff out, you'll notice other things that come to light that you may not have considered a serious addiction or something that could kind of, you know, topple over into addiction if you're not aware of it. So keep that in mind. But yes, how do you or how did I, I should say, uh, determine that I had a problem? And the truth is, it took me a long time to really get down into it. You don't sit around and think about, well, maybe I have an issue until it's really like, yeah, you have an issue. One of the common sayings is like, if you have to ask if you have a problem with alcohol, then you have a problem with alcohol. Because most people who have healthy relationships with alcohol or towards alcohol, they don't really question their use of it. So with me, it was a, I guess, a slow rolling downward spiral into the dark abyss of just not wanting to deal with my life. I always considered myself more of a social drinker. I didn't even think of myself as a binge drinker, which I think a binge drinker is if you consume more than three alcoholic beverages within an hour, but I should look that up. So don't quote me on that. But either way, I was definitely not just a social drinker. I don't think I've ever was a social drinker, maybe the first time I drank, but I feel like a social drinker doesn't go into situations thinking like, oh, I'm going to get shit faced or so-and-so is going to be here. So I have to drink in order to deal with him or her. Or I feel like I have a really bad day and I know I have a big presentation tomorrow, but you know, I'm nervous. So I'm going to go and get wasted and just hope for the best. That's not a social drinker. That's someone who has some serious issues with how they cope with life. And each one of those scenarios is something that I used to do or have done uh, more times than I can count. Right. So I talked about all like my drinking therapy I did Sober January last year. It was my first time actually doing Sober January. And I don't even know how I found out about Sober January. Maybe one of my coworkers told me about it. And I was like, you know, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to bring in 2018 the right way. I'm going to be sober. Perfect. I can do that. It's just 31 days. And I work in advertising. I'm social outside of that. Like, you know, I'm going to need a break. Because, you know, you have Christmas, you have New Year's, and then I'm off for a week between the holiday, between Christmas and New Year's. I'm going to be traveling. 
I'm not going to be sober then. Why would you? So I was like, I'm, I just, I, I drink a lot between like November and through the new year. So I was like, I'm going to need a break. Like my liver is going to need a break. My soul is going to need a break because there's just so much happening. Let me just have a come to Jesus moment or, or whatever you believe in. Um, but for me, it's Jesus. So come to Jesus moment and slow it down and just like take the 31 days and realign myself, reset myself, new year, new me. I hate that slogan, by the way. And I'm going to do this. It's only 31 days. I got it. And I had the best intentions with that. I was like, that's nothing. It's a blink of an eye. You know, I've gone without drinking before. So it'll be a walk in the park. The only thing is, it was not a walk in the park. I white knuckled my fucking way through that month. Like nobody's business. Like I was on edge. I was salty. I was moody. I was just like, I cannot believe. And then there was stuff happening in my personal life at that time too, with like my ex-boyfriend, or he was my boyfriend at the time, and him being like how he was um, with his whole like stonewalling thing that he was infamous for. He's not a bad guy, but oh, our relationship was interesting. I will put it that way. So we're going through some things and I'm not the best with communicating my feelings or communicating my vulnerabilities like out loud. Like that's just not something that I've been good with. So I, then I was feeling out of sorts about that and then him being who he is and reacting to that. And then work is as soon as like, you know, it slows down in advertising in December somewhat in the middle. But then once you come back January 1st, it's like guns blazing, like everything gets like go, 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 go. So around that time, I decided the the best thing for me to do was to be clean and sober. I was like, I got this. I didn't. I was so mad. I talked about it in therapy. My therapist is like, do you really don't think you have a problem that you feel like you have to dry out for 30, 31 days? You don't think that's an issue? You don't think we should talk about that? And I'm like, nah, we don't need to talk about that. It's just 31 days. This is what I need to do. I need to realign my my chakras. I have to do all this stuff and I can't do it. You harping on me about, Hey, we need to talk about your drinking because you've been, you drink a lot. I'm like, I don't drink a lot. I drink like everybody else in my environment. So no, I'm fine. So that's how January was for me. I made it through. I committed to it. And then February 1st, I was at work and my coworker, another coworker who I thought was an alcoholic, but it's not for me to say or judge because, you know, I can't. He was like, oh, you're doing this too. Do you want to break it together? And I'm like, sure, let's do that. So we're going to wait to the end of the day and go break it on February 1st. I don't think we made it to the end of the day. I forget when. And that day was also some coworkers going away party. So we started drinking early, went back to work. Maybe was drinking somewhere there. And then I went to this co-worker's party. I'm going away party and proceeded to get obliterated. You know, didn't realize my tolerance dropped so fast. But it was just kind of nice. Like with everything that was going on in my life, with the stress, personal and work, like, you know, I was back in my element. I didn't have to feel shit. That was a really intoxicating feeling. No pun intended. Or maybe the pun 
was intended. Who knows? But yeah, that happened. And then, you know, my boyfriend and I were supposed to talk and we didn't end up talking because, you know, I came home and promptly passed out and left him standing outside. He was really mad about that. And I don't blame him in a way. But, you know, like I said, I'm not perfect. I don't always make the best choice. But even with all that happening, I still didn't really think that I had a serious, serious problem. And then looking back, me and my therapist, she's on my ass about all this stuff all the time. And she was like, we really need to talk about your relationship with alcohol. And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. She's like, okay, we'll define bad. And that's when I said, oh, well, bad, you know, I never had a DUI. I never got arrested. I've never lost my job. I never went to jail. You know, there's a lot of things like, you know, and she's like, well, but you've blacked out, right? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you remember what you did when you were blacked out? No. Okay. So that's a problem. Healthy drinkers don't black out. And then I was like, okay. And then she's like, well, what are the types of things you would do? And then I was like, okay, well, I have this one story. And then I have this story. And I got thrown out of this bar this one time when I was, what, tw- in my early 20s. And I used to get thrown out of bars probably like every year when I was, you know. And then I was like, well, you know, that's kind of that's kind of special. And then she was asking me how much I was drinking per day. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you. She's like, you don't know how much you drink a day? And I'm like, no, it all depends. She's like, but you do drink every day. And I'm like, yeah, I do. She's like, you don't think that's a problem? And I'm like, <laughs> like all these fucking questions. And as for someone who asks questions a lot, because I'm so fucking inquisitive, when it's turned on me, I hate it. Like, I hate it. I'm like, stop. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about me. But you know, I pay her the money to ask questions and make me talk. So there's that. So during the course of, you know, last year, I started really thinking about like how alcohol was affecting my life, even though I was still drinking, but I was more cognizant of it. And then towards last year for me was quite interesting. There's the relationship that was ending and then there was me and then work and then getting a new job and learning that and like, you know, being officially like upper management and managing people and launches and new things and And then really trying to like figure me out because I wasn't really figuring myself out. And truthfully, I don't think I really was figuring myself out then. Like I was gaining all this weight because I was unhappy. So I was emotionally eating, but it was really kind of the drunchies, which I call like the drunk munchies because I was drinking and then I'd be like, oh, McDonald's sounds really good. Or I'm going to go eat this pizza now. This is a good idea. It's only two in the morning. And then you know, typically I'd be like, well, you should stay up for two hours after and let your food digest. No, because, you know, you pass out. So I'd pass out. Um, and, I'll, and I, you know, typically try to be kind of physical and go out and do things. But I was like, you know, canceling all these things on class pass and all this because I was too hungover to go. So I had all these late fees and things like that racking up, just wasting money, Cynthia. That's all I was doing. And it's not like I make a shit ton. But then... There was just a lot like I came in contact or met someone who kind of changed me, not changed, but it was an interesting connection and unexpected. I didn't know what to do with it. And it was like a, I don't know, like I don't even know how to classify or talk about it now without it being weird and 
and I don't understand it. And I think that's another thing that I found out about myself, like things that I can't understand really drive me fucking crazy. Because some people are like, oh, it's ambiguous. It's gray. And it's like, no, what is it? It doesn't make sense. So this connection didn't make sense. It was kind of off and on, off and on, off and on. That kind of messed with me too. Not being able to process all that, all I was feeling. I'm like, what are these feelings? Why are they directed at this person? You know, I don't know this person like that. Like, why is this happening? Like, I'm not like this. Like, this doesn't happen to me. This is kind of how things process or progress for me. And this is weird. And, you know, we haven't even, we never had sex. We didn't. Like, what is this? So that happened. And then work. Because work, I feel like even with that, work is kind of like my primary stressor. Like I said, dealing with managing people and not managing projects as much is different. All this kind of stuff collided with me and the weight and my doctor saying like, you need to get your shit together, literally. And even with all that, I was sort of just thinking like, well, maybe I have, I do have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, but I'm not an alcoholic. That's not, that's not what this is. I can fix it. But then it got to a point when I was just so unhappy with a lot of things happening in my life and not being able to fully understand everything that was going on inside because I wasn't raised in an environment where we question what we felt. I kind of just had to tiptoe through things and I reacted to how other people felt, but never really assessed what I was going through and naming what that was and sitting with it. So I ran and then running would be usually alcohol at this point. But I had like a, I guess they have like these things they call, you can have a rock bottom. And for some people, it's like, you know, the DUI, the jail, the kids getting taken away, all that type of stuff. And then in one AA meeting that I was in, they talked about emotional rock bottoms. And I found that really interesting because it's like that emotional tie, which is so funny because I struggle so hard with emotions. But that kind of what happened to me because I've had series of rock bottoms in my life. Maybe I'll talk about them sometime down the line. And, you know, I stopped and slowed down, but I always came back. And then it would always be just as like hard, if not more, to stop or to slow it down. But this was like an emotional one. And it was a situation where I was at a party and I was upset already just about what was going on with personally and professionally, didn't eat. But I drank a bottle of wine before I went and then I proceeded to drink more when I got there and things happened. Not my finest hour. I remember waking up the next day, like in my bed, don't remember how I got there, had my clothes on, lost my phone. So luckily I could get back inside. I had keys and stuff so I could get in. And then it was one of those things when I just got up and I felt like shit like everything hurt. I had like such a hangover because I was mixing wine and alcohol. I was like, I, I don't remember what, exactly what I was drinking, but I know I was mixing stuff. I just sat up and I was just like, I just cried. And I'm not a huge crier. I can't say that anymore because, you know, emotions and feelings are a thing now. But back then I wouldn't say I was a huge crier. Like I would pride myself or be proud of myself about that. Like I'm just not a crier. Like I'm hard. <laughs> But yeah, I cried. And then and I think it was one of those moments when I was like, you know, if I don't change for me, then I'm going to just have to commit to this type of life. 
to this life of just spiraling out when you when you don't understand things or you can't voice them or you don't know or you're afraid to of spiraling out because I don't want to face who I am or I, I worried I don't know who I am and that's scary because of how old I am. Like I had to really take stock and just be like, I have to love myself more. And I wasn't taught or raised to love myself or value myself like I wasn't. But at that moment, I realized like, I just can't do it anymore. Like it's just not for me. It's not making me happy. I think I'm happy in the moment if what I remember but then I wake up and I'm still in the same spot and I feel worse now because I'm hungover. Like I'm not getting anything out of this. And that's when I realized, you know, this is bigger than just being a social drinker or a binge drinker. Or sometimes I drink to excess. This is past saying you have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. This is saying you have a problem and you need to really do something about it. Because I've had friends or close friends saying, you don't really think. And then I had my therapist saying, you don't really think. And I just was like, no, 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 no. You know, because I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to admit to it. I didn't want to really take stock and all that. But it took that moment. And it wasn't even a big moment when it comes to like the course of my drinking and things that have happened. It's like a blip. It was a bump in the road, really. But it was the last bump before I was going to careen over into a ditch because that's what would have happened because that's the route the way I was going because I was just like pedal to the metal balls against the wall like that's just kind of like how I was going and how I was acting at that time so I just stopped I didn't stop then but I just stopped and thought to myself like you know it's time to really try this not just sober January but just really try this and see just for a few months like you know how I would feel So I did. I spent the second part of December weaning myself off of it. And then January 1st, as cliche as it was, I said I was going to stop and try sober January, but I knew it was going to go past sober January. With that being said, in the course of figuring out whether you have a problem or not, I mean, I think you know. I think you know. Whether you're honest enough with yourself to admit it, that's probably going to be the hardest thing because being honest is. Everybody says, oh, it's easy, it's easy, it's easy. But it's it's not as cut and dry as you would like it to be because you have to confront a lot of stuff. You have to confront people's idea of you, but the hardest part is confronting the idea of yourself that you have and really just seeing it for what it is. And it's hard. It's not pleasant. I had to have that moment in order for me to get to this place where I am now. And and I, I guess now I look back and it's like, I'm very thankful that that moment did register the way that it did and it didn't have to be something so catastrophic and that I could bounce back from it. My ego was bruised. But you know, humility, it's a thing. I make mistakes, but I learned from it. I think when it comes to the problem, you just have to really get there on your own. No one else can make you see it. I hope if you're thinking that you have a problem, you really sit with yourself and really assess that the sooner the better because like life's short it's actually really freeing once you are that honest with who you are because then you can only build from there with that being said best of luck it's a journey it's definitely a marathon not a sprint but it's really worth it 
once you get to the other side or once you start pushing through. So I wish you all the best. I hope you've learned a little bit or, you know, maybe it gave you a little food for thought and that's cool too. Thank you for listening and we will talk soon. Thank you.